Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. It is the Party of Four Winter Edition, December 2021. I'm Ben Hutchison alongside Director of Golf, Andy Michelson. We're back in the studio. Yeah, yeah, excited to be back. Let's uh, let's talk some golf. Let's talk about exciting winter golf ahead of us. Before we hit the winter golf, we have to wrap up the outdoor golf. It was another fun season here at Mistwood. Strong. Yeah, it was, it was a good good season for us. Um, you know, course conditions were, were in good shape all year. We were blessed with, with good weather and, uh, yeah, strong participation from both membership and, and public. So it was, it was a really good year. Shout out to Superintendent Ben Kelnoffer and his staff constantly out there. I think a lot of courses, which we've talked about, tremendous amount of play in the last couple of years. So how hard is it to keep that in good shape throughout? I mean, it's a, it's a, a constant challenge, but it also, it, it kind of goes both ways. You, you, you try and do everything you can as a staff, but also some of the onus needs to be put back on the players and, and, for us, with uh, with having the number of members that we do, it, it helps us uh, kind of stay in tune uh, with with course conditions, probably a little bit better than most. And also, they seem to take care of the golf course in a, in a little bit more of an ownership mentality. So, you know, they're filling probably more divots than than most. They're fixing more ball marks on greens, which helps us stay at uh, a relatively good shape throughout the year. Ultimately, you're going to get different kind of people in everything in life, and I think if you respect the game then you're going to be more inclined to fix your ball marks and things like that. If you're not going to respect the game and you don't care about the next person that's coming, you're just coming to hang out for the day, then you're probably going to mess that up. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's why That's why it's important for us to, to make sure to maintain that identity of having half members and, and half general public. So thank you to everyone that came out this season. But now we hope to see you over at Mistwood Golf Dome in Bolingbrook. We still have some people sometimes think that the dome is actually here at Mistwood Golf Club and we just put it up in the winter. It is. It's invisible. It's super cool. But we don't have that. So, yeah, you have oh, to go over right off Route 53. We, we haven't done that. We haven't done that here. No. So, uh, but it's been a nice start to the dome season. I think it's a little different than last year. We were still reconstructing the new dome at the time, so it was nice to open up earlier. Yeah, we were scrambling last year, I think, to get open by December 1st. Uh, new skin, new turf, all that good stuff. Um, but we opened um, – Right around November first this year, and uh, you know we did a lot of a lot of awesome improvements, and, and um, you know I guess it's a testament to what we what we do. We're always making sure that things are bigger, better, and better every single year. And rocking and rolling too with McQuethy Sports Bar over there. One of the cool things I think is being able to have service right to your bay, food and drink, and we added some special additions up top though at the dome as well this year. Yeah, new TVs. It's a little thing, but it's a huge thing. It is. Uh, having having the TVs upstairs to make the experience match both the upstairs and downstairs, I think, was a was a huge addition. All right, well, we did have our friends from Golf 360 and Patrick Manley, former Chicago Bear, out there, and they actually interviewed you near the Hitting Bays. Let's listen into that segment, and everyone can learn a little bit more about some of the things they'll see at the Dome. All right, we are here at the Mistwood Golf Dome in Bolingbrook, and we are here with Andy Michelson, who is all things Mistwood. Got a chance to play a bunch of different golf domes around the country, around Chicagoland. To me, this might be the best one yet, and we're going to find out why. All right, Andy, this place is special. What makes it so special? 
I think it's because we've always always had a pulse on innovation. We're always trying to, to kind of move uh, move the barrier for what golf domes can do every single year. Uh, you know, we were the first to put in top tracer in 2018. Has uh, been a, a huge success uh, here in the Chicagoland area. Being the first, uh, we've had a few other places now emulate it. But then also just each and every year kind of moving that boundary. We put a new skin on this place uh, going into last season. New turf uh, out in the field. Uh, brightens up the feel of this place quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's a lot different look than it was in the past. This off season, you know, we, we renovated our, our putting greens, the putting areas, um, which, you know, really keeping an eye on, on just the little details like that, making sure that, that we have good surfaces to be able to practice on. It's, it's even more than that, taking that to the next level, making sure that there's zero grade, so you're having a perfectly straight putt when you're practicing. So if, you know, a golfer like you wants to know, did I hit that putt perfect? Did I hit that putt solid? If it goes in, then I did all of those things, right? So I want to know that I'm, I'm putting on, on good, pure surfaces. And then uh, we have another putting green that's exactly now a two-degree grade. So now you're able to practice with break. So I can practice both break, uphill, downhill, and, and consistently be able to take what I'm doing in the dome out to the golf course. About Top Tracer, what is Top Tracer? I know what it is, but maybe some of our viewers don't. I mean, it's really helpful for your game, especially coming in here and working during the winter months. Yeah, so the simplest way to say it, Top Tracer is a, a four camera system. Uh, it, it's a system that reads the golf ball 2,500 times in the first 40 yards. Uh, it's a system that's trusted by the PGA Tour. So when you're watching PGA Tour telecast and seeing the, the trace of the golf ball, it's the exact same technology that you're uh, using here in the dome. The nice thing about Top Tracer is you can practice by yourself. You can uh, you know, get good feedback, literally right back to your phone, right there on the screen, or you can entertain a group. And that's, that's where we see it. Probably our biggest uh, growth with Top Tracer in, here in the dome has been with groups. We you know, entertain groups of four routinely. It's those guys that are playing like their normal Saturday foursome, you know, I'm sure you have that, right? And you guys are just basically taking that foursome right in the dome and, and we can actually create an experience that's as good, if not better. You know, when you get beer brought right to your station, when you have food from uh, the sports bar right to your station, that's that's pretty good. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good Saturday. So, yeah, sounds like a good Saturday at the course. But all right, let's take me into what you can offer the guys or the girls or, or anybody here that plays. You can play different courses, right? You can play different games. Uh, what, what else is in the setup? So, so that's something that we've noticed with with Top Tracer too, particularly in the in the virtual golf setting. Uh, it seems like they're being a lot more aggressive on, on adding golf courses. I mean, you can play some of the best in the world. Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, really great courses from, from all over the world uh, you can you can play in the system. And the cool thing about it too is just being in this dome setting and be able to, to pair that with virtual golf, it's just very different from the feeling that you'd have in, in a simulator bay where it's kind of claustrophobic and, and, and just, just kind of tight, right? You're able to see your ball flight, confirm your ball flight, not only in the dome, you're able to confirm it on the screen. It's just a much different feel. I, I can't really explain it, but it, it's just a better way to play virtual golf. All right, so I got a group of three buddies, three other buddies that want to come here. How do I sign up? How, how does that all work? At mistwooddome.com, you just go straight to the website. Uh, we only take reservations. Um, you know, that was one of the kind of blessings of, of uh, the whole pandemic was it moved us. It, it, it was great. It moved us from being a first come, first serve where, you know, we were probably inconveniencing more guests than we were entertaining uh, in the really busy season to now you can see uh, where we're at seven days ahead. You can book your bay well ahead of time, and you know when you come, you know exactly when you're you're coming. You know exactly when you're when you're leaving, and it's just a more predictable system for not only the customer but for us uh, as well. For those that haven't met Patrick Manley, he is a beast of a human being. 
and a golf nerd. Huge golf a nerd. Huge golf nerd. We see him out there every summer. He's so much fun to talk to. So we, we've gotten paired the last two years in the Birdies for Charity, which is the golf marathon for obviously great, great, uh, great charities, uh, especially children's charities throughout the Chicagoland area. And we play 90 holes, and we're all gassed, and we're all toast. And he's always the, the one that's like, hey, you want to get a little emergency nine in? Like, we already played 90 holes, dude. Let's let's just call it a day. We're good. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a big golf nerd, loves to play. I think he plays basically every single day during the season. Well, I think when you are a professional athlete, you obviously try to build up that strength, that endurance, everything. And golf's probably no different. I mean, he was a long snapper for, what, 16, 17, 18 years or something? Yeah. <laughs> most, most, uh, I think most consecutive games is a bear, right? Yeah, he's got the record for that. But no, he's uh, he's he's fun to play with because he's so he is he is competitive. He always wants to get better. Um, but but a guy that you can definitely kind of talk on the same level about about golf with. So again, if you want to get over the dome, make that reservation mistwoodgolfdome.com. Get that all set up. You'll be ready to golf when you arrive. But let's talk some actual golf, some PGA Tour action now the hero world challenge in the bahamas we had colin morikawa with a chance to take over the number one world ranking with a win it was looking good for him which i was surprised by but i guess that's i guess it's the case if you look at what he's done over the last 18 months well this was only his 61st start i believe too Jeez, and he's already climbed the ranks to almost number one i mean you forget he won the british you forget he won the PGA last year. I mean, you just forget those things. Yeah, so he had the lead. It was a weird final round. Victor Hovland spoiled the party, but he had... Uh, you don't think... You don't think he did it to himself? Well, he had a 41 <laughs> on the front. Not, not, not his best. He's, <laughs> he's not getting any shots, so he had to take the 41 as a, as a gross, not a net. That's true. But, I mean, I will say Hovland had back-to-back eagles, I believe, but then he bogeyed on the last two yep. on the way out and yep. still got the win. But, I don't know, I think it was a fun event. It was cool. Yeah, it. I think it's a really cool golf course just because it's different. It's a resort course uh, that they play, which you don't really see a whole lot of tour events on, on kind of more wide-open resort golf courses uh, like that. And just just the setting's got to be got to be great for the players. I mean, what's not to love about playing the Bahamas? Middle of December. Never played in the Bahamas, have you? I've never been to the Bahamas. I've been out of this country out of this country twice, and it's been to the exact same spot, which is weird. Puerto Vallarta. It's really <laughs> weird. Which you just came back from. I know, which is great. Some good golf down there? Yeah. Fun nightlife, good golf. <laughs> Fun nightlife, good golf. Quality place to bring your and wife. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the story ends. I was actually just in the Bahamas because I was part of a cruise down there. Uh, but I didn't go golfing. Didn't didn't bring the sticks on the cruise. I don't think that's a municipal. You walk up and pay your money type of place. I'm just guessing. I think it's a different part of the island that you have to go <laughs> yeah. golfing. So yeah. your kind's over there. It's not really right there. But no, back to Morikawa real quick. He has a bit of a December to remember event for him. He got engaged. And he uh, posted that on social media. So, mm-hmm. congratulations, Colin, on that. We'll look for our invitation in the mail. Did you see Club Pro guy kind of called it? <laughs> I didn't see that. He, he called it. He'd blow the lead oh. <laughs> because he got engaged. <laughs> I feel bad because that is such a cliche thing where it's like they got engaged. They're not focused well, anymore. Yeah. They said that with like Rory and everything too. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. 
it's tough. I mean, everyone, they don't think about it like these these guys have regular lives too. They want to have love lives as well, and they want to get married perhaps someday. Yeah, and actually having some normalcy, having some normalcy in their lives makes them better players. I mean, you, see, you look at over time, like Jack Nicholas was always having to juggle a big, big happy family. It was pretty well documented that he'd fly a jet to his you know, son's football games on Friday nights, even if, and he would always request an early time, and the tour usually gave it to him early time on Friday mornings to, to be able to, to get back for those. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's any sense of normalcy is good for those guys because the amount of pressure that they're under in on those certain concentrated times is just got to be darn near overwhelming if you're by yourself. Absolutely. And I think Morikawa will probably get to number one sooner oh, than yeah. later. Oh, yeah. Um, but come on, tell me, who's the only faster person to get it? It wasn't Tiger, was it? It was Tiger Woods. Easily. 21 starts at the age of 21. Eight months after his debut at the Greater Milwaukee Open. Yep. Number I, one, Tiger Woods. So I remember him winning. How many in a row did he win, though, in order to get there? Because I remember him winning in Vegas, and I remember winning in Disney. I think he had a couple wins early back. on, and then towards the number one, he had like two out of four or something. Well, wins. the master, yeah, the Masters would have been in yeah. there as his first 21 starts. So yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's probably easy to... Easy to comprehend. And then he didn't lose it for, what, 693 weeks? Substantial amount of time. Yeah. And that that record will never be even scratched. No. Close. So I have to ask you, as a big Tiger fan, I think we've talked about it. A lot of us are, obviously. Him out there swinging the club. They did the little one swing, and then you see him out there on the range grinding out a little bit. I mean, what goes it, through your mind? It makes me sick. The dude's got better action on a shattered leg still than 99.9% of us <laughs> play this game. No, it's it's really cool to see. I, 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 I noticed he was still limping a little bit when he was walking, but the the press conference that he did where he, was, he talked about there was actually a time where they were contemplating amputation. Like, what? And you're out here hitting balls and looking pretty darn solid, especially when you're getting into your right side. Like, what? I'm, but it screams that he is definitely going to at least give it a shot. He's, he, you know, he's he's talking, you know, small games, small expectations, but he's gonna give he's he's gonna give it a go. It just sounds so good when he hits the ball. <laughs> it looks so good. It looks good. It sounds good. And he said it too. He said, "You know what? I'm not gonna be able to come back full time. I'm gonna have to pick and choose my spots like people have in the past." And I think. For him and where he's been and what happened, that's more than anyone could ever hope for and expect for him. Yeah, and he he's a guy that figures it out too. I, I don't think I can remember a guy who's gotten that fusion surgery that he had on his back and be able to come back and actually swing it as fast as he did in the past. So he just figures out a way. And, and one of the ways he does that is he just, what they call finding it in the dirt, he just hits balls and figures it out. You know, some of the... the Greatest players, and I, I think I talked about this on one of the podcasts, the opportunity I got to play with, with Tom Watson. The, the greatest players think of everything in their hands, so how how it is relative to their hands. So Tiger's not even think about that right leg. or Obviously he is in some way, but just just getting that, that speed in his hands and the feeling of how shots need to come off, everything's in his hands, which um, I, th- I think long-term he'll, he'll be – He'll be fine. Obviously, it'll be a huge impact to 
the trajectory of his career. Maybe he has a little stint on the on the Champions Tour. I never ever thought that Tiger would even play a tournament on the Champions Tour, but I could actually see him um kind of moonlighting a little bit on that tour. Well, just think of what Phil's brought to that, you know, just the star power to it. Right. And so then you add that, it's like this kind of fun little action. Yeah, I mean, I you, you had to be kind of a nerd to like it prior to Phil being there, right? I mean, I love Corey Pavin, so I like to watch Corey <laughs> Pavin play. I liked couples back in the day. I liked Ernie L. So Was like, Mark O'Meara on that? Right. So those guys, those guys that were like, you know, it's just just boring, the old boring golf of the early 90s that I used to like when I first started, you know, really getting into it. A little VJ Singh. <laughs> right, VJ. <laughs> those guys aren't moving the needle at all until Phil comes on the scene. But uh, I think, I think obviously Tiger's seen that, that renaissance that Phil's brought about, and, and he'll, he'll definitely want to be part of that. He's, you know, even though he loves his privacy and he's got that big boat named privacy, <laughs> you still have to be fed by the spotlight. There's still a part of the ego in there that that has to be important in the in the golf scene. I mean, just think how much that goes down to the regular person. If someone feels a bit of importance or special and it's like you're the superstar premier everything human being right. to not be like you said in that spotlight or people wondering what's going on with you and then to feel that again and to have that press conference and I'm sure that was a lot to get off his chest in general to have that day and preparing for that day but yeah, I mean Tiger can't say he doesn't like being the best golfer in the world. Plus now it's a no-lose situation for him. He can only thrill you. He yeah. can only exceed expectations. I mean, the guy almost died eight months ago. So he can only exceed expectations at this point. If we start having expectations on him, shame on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> shame on all of us. Just fortunate to see him Just swing a golf club. Just fortunate to see him swing a golf club. Exactly right. All right, let's talk about 2022 real fast. Which golfer do you think has a big 2022? Ready for this boring answer? It's Victor Hovland. <laughs> I, don't like, think it's a, I don't think it's a bad answer. His his ball striking numbers they were talking about yesterday are on or better of where Morikawa's is. He is a awful chipper of the golf ball, has acknowledged that, has got a team working around him to help him with that. Putts it good enough but just absolutely wears out the center of the face. It's it's Victor Hovland. You want to know who I'm thinking? You wouldn't tell me before. Going with the Callaway guy. Hold on. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> it's going through his mind right now. Sam Burns? I like Sam Burns. Is that what you were going to say? Bit of a disaster at the Hero Challenge down the stretch. Uh, seven, triple bogey, followed it up with an eagle three. I don't know. He had two wins in 2021. Valspar and the Sanderson Farms Championship. Whatever. But you know where he went to college? Well, it wasn't Northern Illinois. Louisiana State University. My family is so excited to be here. <laughs> it's Brian Kelly's southern accent <laughs> for you. Uh, that had nothing to do with it. I just saw LSU, and I was like, this is a Brian Kelly moment. We got to do Good it. Good time to rag on him. <laughs> He found that 24-hour accent, so that was, was that, nice. Was that true that he had a 7 a.m. meeting and then there were wheels up at 7-11, I heard? at In South Bend? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like three minutes. He was in and out, <laughs> four minutes tops. Yeah, it was quick, and it was sloppy and gross, and I think there's a lot of people that are upset. But 
they got their guy, their coach. They're excited about it. Everything's fine in the world of Notre Dame and their fans as they All listen right, to this. Where are we? Sam Burns. <laughs> All right, Sam Burns. I'm going out on a limb. I said Sam Burns because I could pick anyone. I just want I want Sam Burns. You're That's... picking like Sam Burns over Patrick Cantlay? I'm not. Dude. You're picking Sam Burns over Xander Shoffley? I went completely off the rails with this pick because I kind of expect those guys to be fine. I think Sam Burns is going to surprise people. You picked somebody who didn't play on the Ryder Cup team. And we had eight guys in the top 12 Who in the world. killed it. They absolutely killed it. Eight of the top 12 in the world. You didn't pick one guy on that team. Instead, you picked Sam Burns. I think Sam Burns grabs a couple more wins this year. I think uh, he'll surprise some people. Can I do a field bet against that? Sure. <laughs> do you think Is Sam Burns a gets a, a major this year? No chance. He's <laughs> <laughs> smoking. His major is going to be their Arnold Palmer Invitational at best. I just didn't want to pick one of the cliche regular guys. Xander Shoffley might win two majors this year. I'm calling it right now. I'm we, thinking it's we talk about him it's winning at least every one. year. It's at we least talk one. about Morikawa. He's going to win. Like We know these. I mean, Morikawa is a given. Shoffley, Shoffley still needs that major. I'm thinking it's at least one. <laughs> He's been incredibly close, gold like medal. frustratingly close. He won the gold medal, which was arguably actually the easiest term of the year. Yeah. But I'm thinking at least one, maybe two, for Shoffley. Maybe I should have prefaced this whole who's going to have a big 22 with, like, who's the dark horse of 2022. Say, gonna, I literally was Maybe going, my verbiage was bad on the pick, but I we I expect all these other guys, the if, Ryder Cup team, if you the said, Shoffleys. If you said dark horse, I was going to say somebody like Sam Burns. But okay. Does Spieth count as a dark horse or no? Like, how do you not pick Justin Thomas? You're picking Sam Burns over Justin Thomas? Should have gone with Dark Horse as the, the line. Yeah. That's like, it's my bad. And of course, I'm going to pick any of these other Ryder Cup guys to play well and do well. And we talk about Shoffley all the time. 18 holes for your life Brooks Kepka or Sam Burns? You just chose Sam Burns. Brooks Kepka. Okay. I'm okay. not that crazy. Come on. No. So we'll see. I don't think he's going to win a major, but he'll have a nice career where he might win like seven times. What was he, like 25, 26? Yeah. Still got time to build it up. I don't know. I don't think you call Jordan Spieth a dark horse either because he's already, like, been there. And I'll then tell it's you like, what. You want to start a Sam Burns fan club, I'm sure the domain's not taken if you want to get on that. SamBurnsFanClub.com. <laughs> there you go. GoDaddy.com. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. It's not as awkward as you're acting because I could have changed it to dark horse and it would have been perfectly normal. But, yeah, it would have. Yeah, but like I said, I would have gone with any Ryder Cup guy, past major winners. Those are easy. Hovland wins a tournament yesterday. You go with him. I get it. It's easy. In the last five minutes, none of us talked about Rory. That's <laughs> no. pretty crazy. I brought him up back when he got engaged. That was it about 10 minutes ago. That's crazy. He's been in the hunt recently as far as, like, he, he finished the year strong. He played well in the Ryder Cup. I mean, how much longer do you go before you start calling him, like, an underachiever? Just crazy for a guy that's won four majors. Yeah. I still want Ricky Fowler to play well. Again. Someday. You don't want to? You're not I a big do, Ricky I guy? do. I just I don't, don't think know if he it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what Jordan Spieth did was monumental. Him getting back in the conversation, being you know top 20. Is he top 20 in the world? Some, some are pretty close. Um, I guess you could ask that question. Will Jordan Spieth win a major in 2022? Is he Before there? Fowler? 
Yes. Well, obviously before Fowler. Who's the first guy to go to the uh, Corn Ferry Tour from the Ryder Cup team? <laughs> go. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Oh, it's quite the demotion. <laughs> that was always the thought with Jordan Spieth. Was uh, Jordan Spieth going to continue to take his master's invitation after he's on the Corn Ferry oh, Tour? Oh, no. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's fine. He's fine. I'm sure he's a great guy. Just Oh, I'm sure he's an awesome guy. Not, not playing well. But they'd be playing better. Playing yeah, better. Playing good now. Um, okay. Well, I think it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I always look forward to this because we can draw back and forth about golf and who's going to have a big year and, you know, we'll get on the other side of the calendar and things will start really kicking off. That's the best part about, about golf. There, you can just speculate before the season starts and anybody can have a breakout year. Like, we knew the Bears were going to be terrible. <laughs> you know the Cubs are going to be terrible next year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know these things in team sports, but a guy could catch fire in golf and be the next great thing. Patrick Cantley was a bum two years ago. Now he's amongst the top players in the world. Bumming near the top. Yeah. Well, let's circle back real quick to the Dome before we go for the regular golfer. I always like to ask you this question. What do you like to do this time of year if you are working out somewhere like the Dome uh, trying to prepare a golf game for? It kind of depends on what your winter looks like. So a lot of the, a lot of the time the winter for guys is, especially in, you see it in January and February and, you know, we're taking a trip with our members in, in February. Um, you start to see like, you know, you go on golf trips in January and, and February. So I would use like right now. So December I would be any type of fine tuning on golf swings. You know, our, our, our teachers are busy this time of year because guys are doing this exact same thing. Work on your golf swings now. Start to fine-tune your yardages so that when you go on these trips and you're playing only four or five rounds, like, you're getting the most out of those rounds. Um, now that we've done kind of the reconstruction of the greens, you can putt on the greens, have a more realistic feel uh, when, you're, when you're practicing. That's how I would use, like, right this second. If if you're not planning on going on any type of kind of big trip for for this year and just looking to tune up for the for the season – you know, again, now is a, a great time to start working on golf swing and then, you know, you utilize the uh, late winter, early spring to to really fine-tune your yardages. That's that's what that's the best part about the Dome. You can do both of those things very effectively at the Dome. And then, you know, for a golfer, Christmas always comes a little bit late because all the new stuff tends to, tends to come out in January. And so uh, you pair that along with kind of – feeling out your swing for the year, maybe check your equipment, see if it's something that you need to, to recycle out. A lot of people ask me, like, what's a good rule of thumb equipment-wise? I think a good rule of thumb is is you should probably be analyzing your driver every couple of years because um, technology does change quite a bit. It's not all marketing. Like, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people like to say there is uh, actually a lot of technology that's, that's put into these things every single year. Um, Fairway Woods. I'm a little bit more picky on those. If you find something you like and you want to stick with it for a while, you know, the tech in Fairway Woods hasn't gone crazy like drivers have over the last uh, at least five or ten years. So if you you find something you like, good. If you if you don't, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And, and again, every single year it's, it's always, um, you know, trying to help you hit it higher, further, with a little bit less spin. That's kind of always the common theme in Fairway Woods, higher, further, a little less spin. Um, and then... You know, maybe it's time to even look at things like, you know, are, are my yardage gapping 
good as far as am I gapping properly between a four iron and a five iron and a five iron or six iron? And that should be somewhere in the 10 to 15 yard neighborhood. If you're not gapping and you're hitting a four iron, let's say 190 yards and you're hitting a five iron, you know, 185 yards. Well, you have to create that, that gap there. So maybe it's time to now look at a hybrid instead of hitting that old traditional four iron. So utilize the time, figure out exactly kind of not only where your swing's at, but where your bag's at. And then uh, you can have the most fun when you actually hit the spring. And also, one extra thing, bit of housekeeping, look out for clinics. We're having a clinic with PGA Pro Chris Iriotti. Yep. Yeah, a short game clinic that's starting uh, middle of December uh, with Chris. And we'll have we'll have those kind of going on uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, he's, he's awesome um, as far as uh, teaching the short game, breaking it down, making it simple for everybody. Uh, you know, us as a team, we, we've uh, – We've we've kind of got a, uh, a kind of a unilateral philosophy on on short game, especially in, in chipping and and around the green. So, uh, yeah, you'll get a lot out of it, and and even I learn something every time when I uh, I'm around them. Look forward to a lot of good times at the dome this winter, and we hope to see everyone out there. That'll do it for this episode. Andy, always a pleasure. Until next time, can't wait. Get in the car. Right at us. Four! the best in the business roger cleveland can't wait to get back to chicago in this one this is party of four a mistwood golf club podcast